Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Raymond Sarnoff. Say hi, Raymond. Hello there, Mike. Before we get started, I, as usual, I'll tell our, our listeners about some of the shows that are coming up. Uh, tomorrow, on Friday, we're going to have Jeff Weiland from Jack Weiland Builders, and he's one of the partners in the company. He's also going to talk a little bit about cattle ranching out here in southwestern Ohio. Next week, on Thursday, we have Ryan Reibold of Infotech. They're a credit card processing company. He's the president of the company. Another interesting guy coming on the show on November 1st is Oscar Jarnicky. He is a partner and owner of the Atlantis, which is a new rehab center here in Eastgate, and it's adjacent to his other uh, property, the Eastgate Village. Okay. Sandler, what's new stuff coming up on Wednesday mornings? We have the foundation program for Sandler Beginners, and... Coming up on the 20th of November, that's a Wednesday, we have a, another cold call camp, our last cold call camp of the year. And that's for people who want to get more effective on the phone, talking to prospects, get more face-to-face meetings, and uh, make that more, more successful. Our next Business Builder Series program is going to be over at the Global Country Club on this Thursday. This time it will be on a Thursday, December 5th, uh, from 11 30 to 150. If you want more information, make sure you call Carmen here at the office, 513-753-9400, extension 102. Now I'm going to tell everyone a little bit about you, Raymond. Raymond was was born in Barberton, Ohio, which apparently is uh, near Akron. That's correct. And Raymond obtained a bachelor's degree of science from the University of Akron and then a master of science from Northwestern Northeastern University, and attended Cornell University, where he did doctoral research studies in the area of material science and engineering, investigating lattice defects in high-purity gold. That's a whole, whole other great show, and we could talk about gold. Raymond completed all the doctoral course requirements, took a leave of absence from Cornell, later chose not to file a dissertation on his research. How would you do that? It's a long story, Beyond this program. Okay. Seems like you did all the work you want. And you yes. Okay. All gold isn't created the same? No. <laughs> that very simple result that I obtained was helium is soluble in gold, and I quantified that. Before that time, everybody thought, no, it's a noble metal. It can't be permeated, but it can. So that's just a small aside. Uh, helium. Mm-hmm. Well, that, would, that would make gold lighter. Interesting. After Cornell... Raymond went to work for an electronics components company as a manufacturer's rep serving the upstate New York area 
and he was a field applications engineer. His job was assisting the field salesperson in specifying and designing components into original equipment manufacturers' products. Later, Raymond moved to Connecticut, where he founded Sinoff Consulting Services, SCSI for short, with its preliminary focus on technical writing, systems testing, and he worked with companies in the Connecticut, New York, and California, three adjacent states. Long, long plane ride. I've done it too many times. They're uh, relocating to northern Kentucky. Raymond reincorporated Sonoff Consulting Services in 2007. Currently, his company concentrates on three areas, productivity, knowledge transfer-related services, and long-established expertise in website design and optimization, particularly serving the small business community. The degree of expertise and proficiency achieved in matters relating to the web and site at optimization is clearly exemplified through Raymond's website, sonoffconsulting.com. Uh, if you're interested in pouring over a lot of technical information, he's described the content as encyclopedic. And it is. It's 12 years worth of work. 12 years worth of work all yep. in one place. So get a lot of coffee in hand. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, and, and and collectively, that that's one of the things that differentiates you from other people in search engine optimization. If you have questions for Raymond, he has agreed to take questions today during the show. The phone number is 646-595-4916. As usual, we'll be we'll be taking the calls during the commercial breaks. We'll be happy to Raymond will be happy to answer your questions. Raymond, why don't you tell us? a little bit more about how you got to this point in your career where you decided to open your own company working in search engine uh, optimization. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Mike. I've always wanted to be in business for myself, and that desire was nurtured and supported by both of my parents and all four of my siblings. My father was an immigrant from Bulgaria coming to the United States when he was only 18 years of age, and he worked his way up from common laborer jobs up to having his own dairy business in which every one of his four sons learned what it meant to perform various duties that were part of this small business enterprise. So early on, and through my teenage years, I developed self-reliance and the passion to complete all tasks to the best of my ability. Such attention to detail, thorough professionalism, and meeting or exceeding expectations has remained with me throughout my life. And I am thankful for having had have such an attitude in all situations that I encounter. I've always had the desire to solve technical problems for small businesses. Coupling my years of engineering education and work experiences to this desire has led me to performing the consulting activities exemplified on my website, which I encourage people, if they've got the moment to do it, log in, go to sonoffconsulting.com, S-O-N-O-F-F consulting.com, and you'll find information about disseminating personal productivity and knowledge transfer-related activities that include documentation and training, and as Mike, you've said, website optimization and implementation and training. That pretty much brings us to where we are now. So what led you, led you to move to the Cincinnati marketplace? Well, as I've said, it, you've mentioned in the, the brief bio, I moved to, I moved to this area. To, because the nature of my business was such that I could work anywhere, and I set up my business so I could be closer to relatives and family, being that I was 
from Barberton, Ohio, as you said earlier, and that's where we are. I reside in Crestview Hills, Kentucky now. I'm very happy for seven years now. Okay, that's good. How do you go to market? How, how do people find you? Well, I provide services that my sales-related efforts principally involve client-based referrals and uh, can be word-of-mouth endorsements and inquiries that occur because of Internet searches by individuals who are looking for the types of expertise that I possess. And there are a number of examples. I've gotten phone calls, and, and inside of five minutes of that call, I, I've got the job. They've gone to the site. They said, I'm looking for someone who can make my website fill the page widthwise. I've seen your site. I've done searches. I found you. Would you do it? Obviously, I did. Uh, that's just one example, and that's happened two or three times, and some were referrals as well. How many new clients a year are you looking for? Right now, I would say I could use a half a dozen clients without any problem, and I could saddle that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why, why do people buy from you? Because there are just dozens of website development companies here in Cincinnati, and website search engine optimization companies. What makes your services unique? Well, for people to appreciate where I'm coming from, I am a senior citizen, so I've been around a long time. And I find that my clients have become convinced of my genuine sincerity and integrity, coupled with my professional expertise and self-motivation. And I always focus on my clients' most critical business needs in a matter-of-fact, no-nonsense way. So each client's business solutions are delivered in a timely fashion and to the degree and extent of always proving to be more than expected, yet remaining well within an agreed-upon budget and time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, what are you doing now on the Internet? Just about everything that I do focuses on disseminating my professional expertise to small businesses. I give to get. I've always gone by that approach, and it works for me. My web pages, I regularly review and update them. I add additional pages to create that I create to address topics that are of particular interest to small businesses. And in another area, I do implementation of information on the, on the websites that helps people increase their personal productivity skills. So the list of opportunities is never-ending, and it's always fun to tackle new challenges and come up with solutions to problems. Great. Again, Raymond has agreed to take callers. The number is, as always, 646-595-4916. Raymond, why don't we go back a second and and you tell our listeners what you mean by information transfer, the other areas of your company. Yes. I've had clients where I go in, I meet with them. They have perhaps someone's leaving the assignment. Perhaps there's just no presence of documentation about a job function or a procedure. And I have a knack to be able to find that information, figure things out, ask the right questions, document it, and then pass it back. And this is this is how I am. It's my nature. It's second nature. Okay. And the third part of your company? The personal productivity if someone will say is using a person, a personal computer, a PC, mm-hmm. they're often in a quandary. They have frustrations. They don't know how to use something. They don't know where to find it. They don't know a tool exists. I eat, drink, and sleep that type of stuff. I had one assignment. I worked for ten years so as a as a consultant 
with Verizon Communications in upstate New York. And when it came to the point where I was leaving, it took three people to replace me that were permanent employees. And one of those individuals, as I'm training him on some of the things that I do, he said, my God, he says, not only do you, you use all these tools you talk about. And that gave me the impetus to say, when I have my website, I will disseminate that information. So I, that you'll find that kind of thing on my website. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, so, Raymond, you're kind of Tim the Tool Man of, of web technology. I enjoy it, and it's fun, and I'm passionate about it. Good. We're going to take a short commercial break now, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. We're going to listen to uh, Jimmy Fox talk about Tip Club. The next Tip Club meeting here in Cincinnati is Thursday morning, 7.30 to 9 a.m. on November 21st. Jimmy, take it away. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. Maybe it's on the first page. I don't see it. Raymond. Yes, sir. This is Mike Roth with Raymond Sarnoff. Uh, Raymond, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you after the show? Oh, that's that's easy. You can reach me by phone at area code 859-261-5908. Or you can visit my website, sarnoffconsulting.com, and make use of the contact information provided therein. That's great. Raymond, uh, we were talking about why people would select you. What do you think your unique marketing advantage is? What's the one thing that, that you're different at? You know, here at Sandler, uh, we paid that awful amount of money to a marketing and branding agency a few years ago to tell us that our long-term positive reinforcement training is the thing that sets Sandler apart. And then they said, well, pay us a little bit more money and we'll tell you how to get that long statement with a few, few words. And so we paid them some more money and they said, oh, it's easy. It's uh, finding power and reinforcement. Mm. What's your unique marketing advantage? I cut to the chase and find solutions that I keep simple. They're direct. 
they're cost-effective, and they're timely. Oh, that's good. So when someone works with you, you, you come up with a solution that's cost-effective. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, in what range uh, of cost would a, would a website be for a small company, maybe like a heating and air conditioning company? I work on a project basis mm-hmm. rather than by the hour, so the clock's not running. I get the tasks all well-defined, and the pricing really is very cost-effective because it's like I would make the analogy to a Fram oil filter for a car. You pay once, and it's for the most part done. That's what's worked for my own website. I don't have to pay $300 a month for search engine optimization fees and such if I were to be doing it. And my clients are in the same way. So I do it once. The pricing can be from, let's say, a range of $500 to $5,000. I don't do uh, extensive sites with shopping carts. I focus on business-to-business companies. And if we keep it simple in terms of an expression, it's an electronic business card. It has all the information that people need they can jump around, they can find things, whatever they want, and that's the way it works. Kind of like an electronic brochure. And I can see more more comprehensive than a brochure because it's hyper text linking. That means you can jump around. When you're reading uh, three or four sentences and there are three or f- two or three links in there, you can click those links. That'll take you another page, another topic, a p- downloadable PDF file. It's very complete and very thorough. You'll be, you'll have your socks blown off if you go to my website and you select view or download a page and it will bring, bring that up and at the end of the page you'll actually have the link so you can continue going on the site. And I've had people say to me, you've thought of everything and that's what I take pride in. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you go to market? How do people find you? Now, don't tell me search engine optimization because you do that. Well... Word of mouth is the best. Word of mouth. Mm-hmm. That is the very best. Are you a member of any networking clubs or groups? Right at the current time, as you know, I've attended the Sandler Sales Training, the President's Club. That's been an excellent source of leads. Mm-hmm. Um, but the businesses that I have done work for in the Cincinnati area do provide leads and I do not have to advertise, mm. literally. Well, that's and great. That's great. Advertising is it expensive? Oh, absolutely. Uh, what do you think of the uh, long term opportunities and possibilities for your business? Are you adding people to your business? No, I, I. Everything about me and about my website came from my own brain and got down on paper, and I've spent the time writing and thinking about it. Writing forces a person to think, and it, I work to make things logical coherent. I may be verbose. That happens. But if people want to know information, you have to use more than a few words to give, give an answer. So I'll, I'll live by that. So you're not thinking of adding anybody to your company in the next year or two? I, I find it just won't work for me. I mean, okay. Um, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a long-term plan? My long-term plan is to hopefully find someone company-wise, who realizes what a gold mine there is in all the effort that I've developed and built up, and it's wearing it right on my sleeve that they can see it on the site, mm-hmm. and finding a way to, let's call it, regenerate that 
to go out throughout the world so that more people can know and get the benefits and services of what I've been able to create. Mm-hmm. You run into uh, into obstacles in business, being a small company like yourself? Well, there are always obstacles. Most of the time, it's the person that you're trying to deal with either doesn't have the time, doesn't have the knowledge, or doesn't have the budget to commit to what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. I can think of a simple cartoon I remember from years ago. There's a gentleman who's in the cavalry, and he's fighting it, attempting to fight Indians, and there's a gentleman knocking on his shoulder from behind, and she, the, the cavalry guy says, salesman, I don't have time to talk to a salesman, but if he turned around, he looked, the man sold Gatling guns. Mm-hmm. Now, this may not be a politically correct example, but I think everybody would get the idea of what, what's involved. The solution might be right behind the person. They just have to be cognizant and aware. That's, that's a very famous cartoon copied many times. Mm-hmm. I know I've sent that cartoon out as an attachment to several emails. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's so true. Uh, about a year ago, uh, my associate and I were called into a high-end furniture store. And uh, I don't want to use the name of the store, even though they committed an act of bankruptcy yesterday. And they closed their doors, laying off all of their people. A year ago, they were possibly salvageable. Mm. Uh, at, at that point, the, the owner's son who we talked to, who was running the place, had no interest in really fixing it by doing something differently. Uh, I love to quote Albert Einstein, who said, uh, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, definition of insanity. Yes. And that guy went insanity until he went, uh, went down the drain. Uh, what do you think uh, new clients... Uh, are looking for right now in terms of uh, web design, web optimization, and, and what, what should they be, lo- be looking for? They're looking for quick fixes in general. Mm-hmm. And the only quick fix is a dedicated, methodical approach that does everything with what is referred to in the trade as white hat design. That means not trying to be tricky, not trying to do anything that well, I can get away with this or whatever that might mean in terms of doing code, but coming up with great content using keywords that reflect what you're about and making it so that not only when people find you, even if that part works, when they get to the website, they're not disappointed that you didn't provide what you're supposedly expressing via your keywords, that they can get the information. And most people really want to go to a website, get the information, and get out of there and go do whatever else they want in the day. They don't want to pour over and deal with pet peeves of, my God, this page is slow loading, or I tried to print it out and it cut off the text. Mm -hmm. And How do you deal with, uh, from a design perspective, uh, accommodating all of the devices out there, the popular ones? You know, you, you have a, an iPad. Yes. I have an Android phone. The next guy's got a BlackBerry phone. The next guy has an Apple iPhone. The next guy wants to what, use the website on a, an Apple computer. The next guy wants to run it on Windows 8. Yes, it goes, and the list goes on. And getting bigger. How, how do you accommodate it in a web page? Well, I, I, in fact, do accommodate it. And we haven't gotten into a lot of details, but my website has a logo on it. It says SCSI, 
SDSI for Sawn-Off Consulting Service Incorporated. But below that are just two words, total access. And total access means anyone, anywhere, anytime, any device, any operating system, any screen resolution, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, can make use of my website design principles. It's not just for me. I can implement these on various sites and solve these types of problems so that you design once, again, like the Fram oil filter, and it works. Is that, uh, you know, compatible with all the standards like HTML5 or, or Flash? In fact, it's based on meeting those criteria. One of my, I have a set of 10 best practices that I call SCSI's Perfect 10 Web Best Practices. 10 Best Practices. That sounds like something we should talk about after the commercial break. Yes. Again, Raymond's agreed to take questions. If you have a question for Raymond, the number is 646-595-4916. And let's listen to a couple of Sandler commercials. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house, Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth Roth with Raymond Sonoff. Raymond, before we took the break, uh, we were talking about the 10 perfect standards that you have at Sonoff Consulting for website design. Perhaps you could take our listeners through that uh, set of 10. Yes. Thanks, Mike. These are all covered on the website sonoffconsulting.com, so I'll simply give some highlights. If you look at a telephone, the old-style dial-up, you press the number one key. That dial's the fastest. It's the quickest one. So my first best practice is fast loading. To quantify that, in today's technology and day and age, pages will load in no more than 20 seconds 
with the old-style dial-up modem, which almost no one uses. In general, a smartphone, it'll be within a one, one or two seconds. Page is up. Done deal. We all want our pages to load fast. And then one, yes. And then number two is to be able to use any browser. And you had asked about that earlier or mentioned it. So the iPad works fine. PCs, Internet Explorer, Firefox, SeaMonkey, on and on and on, Maxton, so on. I, I love it when a new browser comes out because I can instantly confirm that my best principles work. So, and just working down the list so we can get through it, hyperlink help text means if you were using a PC and you put the mouse over a, an obvious link, in this case a blue underlined phrase or word, there will be a yellow pop-up, well not a pop-up window, but a, a balloon tooltip that will come up that acts as a tutor to tell you what, what will happen if you were to press it. You don't have to press it. That's before you press it. But that happens. Now, of course, on an iPad, since it's a touch thing, you don't have that. Uh, but it's all right. It's still functional. And a, a small technical point. A lot of people design pages, and they use what are called event-driven hand or device event handlers. My stuff works on anything and everything. It can be mouse, trackball, keyboard alone. I address matters of accessibility by people that have visual problems and or manual dexterity. These things are taken care of. And number four, it's called labeled user control or of navigation. To me, the user is paramount. It doesn't matter what I say I know. It's what can I do for you, the person that's sitting at a PC or using your iPad. And I work diligently, and I feel very successfully have accomplished making things as transparent as possible. So you don't have to give thought to things. You can just intuitively know what to do, and it'll work. Important. Thank you. Uh, one that you seldom find on any other site. In fact, I don't know of any site in the world beside my own that that has all 10 of these web best practices, is number five, five the dual domain search option. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you're on my, one of my pages, any page, there's a little window near the top that by default has a radio button next to it, and it has search www. So you put a phrase in, in that little window and hit the enter key or touch it with a, using an iPad, it will go search the Internet, give a list of results, and then, of course, you've left my site. Make a selection, and you can come back to my site, or you simply hit the back button on your browser, and you come back to the site. Now, if you're on my site in the same mode, and you say, well, no, I really want to know what you have on your site, the second radio button is SCSI P&KT, SCSI, Sonoff Consulting Services, Inc., Productivity Knowledge Transfer website. So you enter the phrase, you hit it, and the results that come out, again, from, in this case, happens to be a Yahoo search engine, but it could be others, comes back with the results, and you can get virtually all the stuff on my site. If you put in a word like productivity, uh, yeah, you'll find it. So that's that's what the fifth one does. Mm -hmm. And I, I'd like to reflect back. You and I go back a ways. Yes, we back do. Back in 2009, I recall you, you came up to a an exhibition booth where I had my wares on display and PC up and so on. And you said, hi, I'm Mike Roth. Here's my card. Do an evaluation of my 
existing website, rockconsulting.net. I remember that. And I said, Mike, give me 20 minutes, and you know, well, I'm because I'm other people around, and come back. You came back, and I recall the score was 20. That means two out of the 10. It's just 10 times whatever number of mm-hmm. things you satisfy. So I hit two out of out of out of, out of the t- out of two out of the 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two times it? 10. Right. And you said we should talk. Well, we, we subsequently talked, and within three months, I believe, of meeting. You had a site that met nine out of the ten web best practices. Oh, that site worked great. That's, that worked great. And the only one we didn't implement, just for whatever reason, was the dual domain search window. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you were like top dog in the country, other than myself, for being able to meet these best practices. And I've done some very extensive research in past years regarding the Fortune 500 sites. I remember that. that one of the most astonishing things about that site before you mm. worked on it for me, was we had some black and white pictures of me <laughs> that were nice pictures, not terribly big, but they were terribly slow loading because they were high res. Well, they weren't optimized. They weren't optimized at all. And that can be done. And that's exactly what you did. Yeah. We were getting uh, at least two leads a month off that website <laughs> when it was finished. Well, that's good to hear, and I appreciate your mentioning it. The bad news is yeah. That, when Sandler made me convert to their uh, corporate website, the number of leads per month went way down. Yeah, Bigger is not better. People are often enamored by beautiful pictures, one sequencing and doing things like that. But if you're a tech head, the way I am, you'll say, okay, I'll turn off JavaScript. Whoops, they don't work anymore. What about the stories that I hear it pays to put videos on your website or links to videos that are hosted by YouTube. I would believe that's valid. I, I see no reason why not. It's just that you may take people away from the site if they're not embedded. I tend to make videos that are resident on the website that can be selected. So you're not leaving the site and you you play it and you're done, you're back and then continue from there. Okay. Uh, what's the next uh, number six, I think? Yeah, number six is... User control of text size. And a classic example where people fall down on this is with Internet Explorer, even to this day with Explorer 11 and 10, 11, or 12 coming out. 10 is out. There's a menu bar, file, edit, view, etc. If you select view, mm-hmm. there's a drop-down. Right. It goes down to text size with an ellipsis, three dots. Mm-hmm. That ellipsis brings up six choices or five choices, largest, Larger, medium, smaller, and smallest. And on most sites, it doesn't do Tinker's Dam. That's a mistake. I, I get back to people. I'm in the over 60 range. Mm-hmm. I don't really have much of a problem myself with reading small print. But if it's built into the browser, why tie the hands behind the back of the user, not allowing them access to a feature that's inherently to be made available by in the browser. In other words, to make the text larger or smaller. Or smaller. Right. And furthermore, I'm sure each of us have done printouts. And when you do a printout of a given page, you say, geez, that's too small. I can't read it. And if you follow the procedure of being able to adhere to the largest, larger, smallest, 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 it will print out accordingly. So you get more or fewer pages, but it's just a wonderful trait. And I call that intelligent word wrap printing, which I'm jumping ahead, but that's to the number eight. So 
we talked talked number six was sex size, and the one between those two is called auto resize. If we we can all visualize a glass of water, mm-hmm. when you pour the water in, it sure. fills the width. Well, there's a term in website design called liquid layout. So if you have a very wide vessel, it still fills it up. If it's a very narrow vessel, tall, thin glass, thin stem glass, it will fill the vessel. This is exemplified on my web pages and on my clients' web pages. And if you make make a point of using that, or if it, I can I can connect up my TV monitor to my PC, and I can project across a huge room. I can use a 70-inch monitor. It will fill the screen. If I don't want it to, I just drag the side of the window browser over, and I can make it narrower. So it comes with the territory. It's free. Good. And number nine. And number nine, and I've saved it for next to last, but it's vitally important that you have contact information on each and every page. Why not take just a few seconds of coding time, make it available, put it in a prominent place, and a person can immediately be able to contact you regardless of what page they're on. Yeah, I was on a website yesterday of a technical company, and the only way I could find out who to contact there is I had it to contact us button, which moved me away from the page that I was on and reading. Uh, two points. Uh, first one, some companies are purposely avoiding putting their number out to the public. I have had clients that have told me, we didn't really want people calling us because it's the nature of their business. It, and and I, I shake my head and walk away, but okay. And Today's technology is going to the mobile web, for example, and people have smartphones. If you put a phone number up near the top of your page, and I mean a phone number that's in, in text, not in graphics, uh, it will become, on any reasonably smart web browser that's on a smartphone, it will become a hyperlink automatically. And you can just select that, and you can call the client or the customer right from that phone and it's the first thing, and what else is the most important thing to do on a phone but to call somebody? Yeah. Duh. As long as you're above 30 years of age. If you're below 30 years of age, when you, when you hit the, the phone number, it should set up a text message. Well, I don't do very much texting. I do a lot of writing, but I don't do much texting. Okay. And, and I think we're up to number 10. And the 10th one, yeah, I'll use an analogy. You want to build a house. What's the most important thing to do first and foremost? is to build on a good foundation, an excellent foundation. And all of what I've talked about and all of what's been implemented and all these best practices start with and end with well validation you to know, web best practices. You know, tomorrow's show we're going to have a home builder, custom home builder, mm. uh, Jack Wannan uh, Homes, Wheeland Homes. Mm. And he would say first thing to do is to pick a builder before you dig one. Well, that would be me if it comes to websites. I thank you. I'd pick a builder who can build the type of home that, that you're looking for mm-hmm. in the area where you want it built. Uh, again, Raymond has agreed to answer questions. The telephone number is 595-4916. Uh, Raymond, we'll, let, we'll ask one more question here before we take a commercial break. Uh, and let's, let's talk about complex problems and complex solutions. We have a theory here that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Perhaps you could share a complex problem that you ran into and the equally complex solution you have to apply to to solve it. 
That's a really easy one to answer, Mike. Uh-oh. The reason being, I've spent 12 years working on a complex problem. That is to make websites accessible, design a website, so anyone, as I've said before, all those any, any, any come satisfied. Validating to web standards is essential, and that is the problem that I've undertaken, and I've reached the solution, and I'm in a position to disseminate that information and expertise to anyone willing to get in touch with me. All they have to do is call 859-261-5908 or go on my website, sonoffconsulting.com, and I have contact forms on there that you can fill out or my contact information, email, and phone number. Good. We're going to take a a short commercial break here, and then we'll be back with Raymond Sonoff. Let's listen to Sandler Rule number 19. Hi, I'm George Donovan with Sandler Training. I'm here to talk to you about rule number 19, never help the prospect end the interview. We've all been on sales calls where it's been uncomfortable and the prospect's acting uninterested or maybe even a little bit hostile. Your inclination is to close your portfolio, get up and walk out, but don't. This rule calls for you to hang in there. Ask the question that gets the issue on the table. Chances are it's not you. Maybe it's your company's past performance that's the problem, or perhaps another company that sells similar products or services. Or maybe it's another salesperson that has nothing to do with you or your company, but you'll never know unless you ask. So it sounds something like this. Let's suppose your prospect's name was Bill. You'd say, Bill, you seem a little bit skeptical. Is there something that I've said or done that's made you feel this way? And if it is, could we talk about it? Or maybe you say, Bill, I sense that there's a problem. Would it be okay if we talked about that for a minute? So the important part is that you ask. It takes the pressure off of you, and it helps the prospect work through the issue so you can get by it and get back to the interview. So the next time you're in an uncomfortable sales call, don't bail. Hang in there and remember rule number 19. Never help the prospect end the interview. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Raymond Sonoff. Raymond, uh, as a leader of your company, what motivates you to make tough decisions? I like to solve problems. And if a tough decision comes up, I've got to take the bull by the horns. It, the buck stops here, as Harry Truman said. So that's where it is. Raymond takes it on. Okay. Uh, Raymond, why don't you tell us about what do you think a world-class website design is, one of the major benefits of that? My own definition of world-class level is that it meets my 10 best practices. Mm -hmm. And as far as benefits from it, on the website, I have a very simplistic graph that has six benefits associated with them. Mm -hmm. And there are 50 questions that you can get to on my website, categorized. Well, there are 50, but there's 19 that deal with the benefit number one, which was to enhance the user experience, regardless of the particular task at hand. For example, do do things load quickly. 
is the user always in control? Uh, if you encounter a what is called a broken link on a website, mm-hmm. often you'll get page not found, and that's it. Boom, nothing. Right. That is not professional. On my site and on sites of my clients, I provide what is called a contingency page or an Air 404 handling page. And what that does is essentially brings up the same page as what might be a similar page to what you would have otherwise, the same types of format of the home page or portal page or whatever, but with an explanation, whoops, you got here because of one, two, three, or four. Do one, two, and three to get out of this and get back to wherever you wanted. So make it, make the frustration level for people as minimal as possible. That's a guiding light in what I do. Mm-hmm. So the second benefit is to automatically and seamlessly support device and technology independent functionality. That means mobile phones, any window size, PCs, iPads, tablets, whatever they may be. What's the third major benefit? The third one is to enhance the findability, visibility, and prominence among search engine rankings. I have a SCSI WebKiss Guide number eight, and all my WebKiss Guides are questions. Number eight asks the question, want to increase your search engine rankings? And I proceed to answer it. Everything, everybody does. And, 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 and Google keeps changing the parameters. In fact, I was reading this, this week that they changed one. I haven't had no impact on anything that Google does because I do all the white hat things. The main thing is to provide content, have no broken links, minimize the use of JavaScript, and it just goes on. It's, it's methodical, logical, engineering, applied, and that's what I do. That's my forte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one is to obtain extended web accessibility. That sounds pretty complex, but... That's not even clear. What does that mean? Extended web accessibility. We're going to go in and smoke it, signals? It, it, it's, it has to do with however a site is approached, it will always be able to work. It will always, it will always function. It doesn't trip over its own feet. Okay. What's number five? And five is a similar thing for web usability. The pages have to validate. every. I associate a hyperlink with every graphic image on a website. People, and that's just one example, but if you go to websites, they're pretty pictures. You, mu- you might mouse, I say mouse over, we'll say if you're using a PC, and it really does nothing. It, nothing changes. Why is the picture there? You have to think. And Stephen Krug wrote a book years ago, and he's had several editions by now, don't make me think. And that's the way websites should be. It should be transparent. It should be, if you will, keep it simple, sawn off. That's my KISS approach and philosophy. That's what I use. That's what I adhere to. And I may get verbose and talk about things, but it takes more than a few words to explain something. But that's where it is. Uh, allow for the text resizing. We mentioned that earlier. People don't do it. Uh, allow for that intelligent word wrap printing, which is done through... Cascading style sheets. It's a technical term for saying when you're in a certain mode, are you using the screen? Is it a handheld device? Are you sending it to a printer? Use the appropriate attributes for all that code that's underneath the covers for that web page so that you get no truncation of the text. So your web pages detect what device I'm browsing it on? No, I don't have to. They're independent. I mentioned it earlier, device independent. They're plain... 
if we talk about ice cream, I, I, I make things that work with plain vanilla. You can add nuts and berries or anything else you want to ice cream and get what you want. But I make it so that you get the thing that will go through the system best of all, and that's so plain I vanilla. Take, I want plain vanilla, but I like the chocolate. Well, you add chocolate syrup to the plain vanilla. You, you could, but I mean, in, in terms of website design, that would just be maybe some color changes or something. It would not keep it from functioning. Mm-hmm. The uh, the last major benefit. The last one is what most people are interested in. That is maximizing a company's return on their investment. If I design a website, you're happy with it, and I support after the sale, and this is essential, people tend to get something done, and then maybe the website designer pulls up stakes and goes elsewhere. That, that, that exactly happened to one of my mm. clients in the heating air conditioning business. Oh. And... Uh, the web designer for, that, that, that left the business uh, took the code with them, and my client, my client was stuck for about four weeks until they got the next web development company to take over the URL and create a new website for them. That's unfortunate. It's not ethical. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. I've never done it. I've... So who owns the, owns the site or the code that creates the website after you've completed the, the client, The client has total control. They they can take, and it is, this does happen. I, one of my clients yesterday, in fact, a long-standing client, an individual whom I never physically met, has retained me for about seven years, I'd say now, to do work. And he called yesterday, and he's, he's about 10 after 9 in the morning, and he starts off, if you will, almost really apologizing like there's something that he's had to do or decided to do. And what it was was he went with, as I looked at it later, he went with a, a resource that used WordPress, blogging, and whatever. The site looks beautiful, but inside of 10 seconds, I could have told him, uh, if you turn JavaScript off, this doesn't work. Uh, if, and the navigation links won't, won't drop down and so on. So be careful what you get into or what you step into. It might be something you can't get out of readily. Yeah. Uh, there was no ill will. We were both, it was very amicable. Not a problem in that respect, but... Keeping it simple, people could find him, high rankings, all that. Uh, I'm fairly certain that will go down, but that's his choice. And I, I recognize and acknowledge that people want, let's say, prettier things to be up there, figuring that might buy them more clients and customers. But now he's got to have AdWords and do things along that line. So it's like a Pandora's box. If you decide to open it, be be careful of what the consequences are. Of course, a lot for uh, Google AdWords. I've never had to pay one word. I, all my search engine rankings are natural, organic results. I don't have to bother. Mm. That's an important thing. It's a lot, yes. a lot of money on. Uh, what about the issue of Flash? Uh, is that going to die? There are websites. I know Sandler used to have some of their uh, learning websites, remote learning websites that were based on Flash, and they didn't work at all on uh, Apple devices. That's still true today. It does not work. I have an iPad right next to us where we're talking, and I bring up some websites, and Flash does not, does not work. You don't even get an error message saying that something's missing. It just isn't there. What's, what's the future? Are, are people going to go to HTML5 to run around the, the left edge of Flash, or is Flash really here to stay? I don't really have a final answer on that, but HTML5 is proving to be very powerful. My website, for example, does use HTML5 in cascading style sheet level three. And 
as a case in point of the thoroughness on every single page, there's a link down near the bottom about web page validation and a novice, all they have to do is either click on it or touch it. If it's on an iPad, you'll be getting results that say successfully passed this test or congratulations or whatever. So I practice what I preach and this is, this is what I'm about. I wear my heart on my sleeve and I enjoy what I do and I'm passionate about it. And it'll come through even in my voice. I get very emotional at times. In, in the next year, uh, what are your business goals for your business, Auto Consulting? At this point, I'd like to add a few more clients. But I'd like to find uh, a company that's willing to have me be retained by them and transfer the ownership or whatever way you want to phrase that so that this work goes on. Because it's, it's like having a baby and it's grown up, it's mature, it's proven. It works. It's like uh, getting a new hybrid car and uh, enjoying it. It's just like a free ride. Beautiful. Good, good. Uh, so you, you're still searching for that exit strategy? Yes, I am. Good. So if someone wants to contact you after the show, give them the phone number? Well, they can call 859-261-5908. Visit my site, Sonoff, S-O-N-O-F-F, consulting.com. Raymond, I want to thank you for being on the show. I think it was a very extremely informative show. Our clients, I'm going to give you a copy of one of the new Sandler books, the 11 uh, Sandler Insights. Uh, the thank you, Mike. Came out about a year ago. That's uh, the newest Sandler book. And uh, again, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at mikeroth at rothconsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.